Hi, I'm Conor Gannon, and you're listening to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Fabio Molle, and every week I talk to people working, playing, and coaching at the highest level of tennis. This week is the start of a new mini-series for the next 10 months. It involves following the progress of Conor Gannon, who we had on the show earlier this year. Conor is an Irish guy who was on a tennis scholarship at the University of Tennessee, where at one stage last season they were ranked number one in the US. Connor was a freshman and had to fight it out for his place on the team. For one reason or another, Connor decided he wanted to leave and move to a new university that would suit his game style better. I'll be checking in with Connor every two to four weeks to see how he's getting on, how his game is progressing, and to see how it's all going. Today, Connor tells us how his year ended up, challenges he faced, he gives advice to players seeking to go to US University, and he tells us where his new university is. I hope you enjoy this journey and maybe soon I can get another player who's beginning his pro journey and follow them in the same way. Let me know if this would interest you. As usual, a shout out to our podcast sponsor Slinger who make the awesome portable ball machine in the Slinger bag. Head over to slingerbag.com to get all the info on the bag or feel free to message me with any questions you may have. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode, please check out all our other episodes with US college tennis players such as Stanford's Arthur Ferry who is ranked NCAA number one earlier this year and last week's guest Adam Walton who was a teammate of Connor at Tennessee as well as an All-American and had an illustrious college tennis career and he's also made a great start to his pro career. Finally I recommend you check out our episode with coach Peter Smith who was an extremely successful coach at the University of Southern California. Okay let's start Connor's mini-series here we go. Connor, welcome back to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, Fabio. Thanks for having me. You were on earlier this year, I think, was it? Is it January, February? Uh, must be the end of Feb or something, middle of February. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And you were fighting for your place on the... Fighting for it, yeah. Scrapping between the other two lads. No, it ended up as a good year. Uh, great learning experience and happy I went through it and stuff like that. So good, good year all around. Okay, well, let's briefly just talk about what we're going to do here. So over the next year, until college ends next year, so yeah. next April, May time, we're going to catch up every two to four weeks, and you're going to tell us how your journey's going, and we're going to maybe set a goal today yeah. that you have to hit. But uh, you've had an interesting year last year. Obviously, you went to what, the top five university. Yeah, top, this, fo- top five, yeah. And it was tough, like great to go to top university. We came with challenges, so maybe tell us some of the challenges and why you ultimately decided to leave or some of the reasons why you decided to leave and where you're going to next. Yeah. Well, like, obviously, there's a lot of pressure coming from a high, like, ranked program. So, like, you have a lot of pressure to play well, a lot of pressure to win. You're expected to win. The sport director's pumping a lot of money into the program. And, like, with that being said, as and rightly so, they, they expect high standards and wins against other colleges and against your rivals so there's a lot of pressure in that aspect but as well like if you didn't perform it's not like maybe in a rugby match where you don't play well for 10 minutes and stuff like that like tennis can change very quickly and like if you don't play well for a couple of games or don't play well for a match and the coach doesn't like what it's seeing and seeing you at that position like he can pull you out and a guy can play in your position the next day so it's so it's quite tough and it's quite mentally you have to be 
stable. Like you can't get too hard on yourself. Like I, I, at the start, I was quite tough on myself. Like if I got pulled or something like that, I'd always blame like myself. I didn't play well or that I lost a match or something. So there's a lot of pressure in that aspect. Just wait one sec. Before you went to tennis yeah. last year, what was your expectations throughout the year? For the before year I you got went. Home. So before you left, so you're going to Tennessee next yeah. week. Oh, you were. This was last year. Yeah. What was your goal? Like, did you think you were going to play four or five or six? Did you think you weren't even going to play at all? For some reason, I always backed myself. Like, I, like I knew I, I was going to be up against some ballers, and, and rightly so, but I'd always fancy my doubles and stuff like that. But I hadn't played doubles for like two years because of COVID and stuff like that. They wouldn't allow in Ireland anyway. So obviously that got, that got a bit rusty. But no, I definitely like fancy my chances going over. And like a lot of people, like I had some other colleges where I could have played definitely in the lineup, like guaranteed spots. But like I knew a lot of people were telling me like, if you go here, like you might not get a chance to play. And But I never really listened to that. I was kind of, I was like, ah, listen, like I back myself and like, I think I play good tennis. So I think I have a good chance of against holding my own against some other really good players that was like the thought process behind it and obviously if you're playing with good players each day your level is going to go higher the number like if you're playing with the number one or the number two like you obviously your level is going to go better and better each week and each month so that's kind of, that was kind of what my family and my coaches and everyone around me said and I kind of agree with that I was like yeah you're right let's, let's go let's go for it and looking back were they right yeah they're definitely right and there obviously there was some critiques as well I don't think they're 100% right, but I definitely, like, the thought process behind it I thought was correct. Like, obviously, like, if you train with Alcaraz for a week, like, you're going to be in serious, yeah, you should yeah. improve and you're going to be in some serious shape because he's going to be making some heavy balls. So, like, the thought process behind them saying that, their theory, like, I, I wouldn't question it. How was your game? So, from when you went over there last yeah. August to this May, how much did your game improve? Yeah, someone asked me that recently and I was trying to think, like, I was very aggressive just because I was playing on Astro, which is fake grass or synthetic grass, whatever you want to call it. And like to win on that, like you have to come to the net, chip and charge, a lot of slices and stuff like that. So I was very aggressive before going over and I never really played on, it's hot outside and high bouncing hard courts. So it was very tough for the first couple of months, like adapting and I have to actually construct the point where I can't just slap a forehand and get out, get away with it. So I had to get fitter, way fitter. Like I had to really push myself in running and stuff like that. And like I had to change my game a little bit. I had to be more patient and like stop missing, stop checking out on balls. Like stop missing balls that I should make. And like thinking like if, if I make this, I hit a winner. Like no, like do percentage plays and stuff like that. So I've definitely became a more smarter and clever player. I actually think about my shots now. Like where I... Where before I was kind of like, like last second, I'd be like, ah, switch it, go inside in. Where now I'm like, quite, I build points and like there's a little, you could see like that he's gone three cross one line. Like you see, I have bat- patterns that I stick to and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, I think I've just become more smarter really. And I've like, obviously the more you play, the better, like obviously within reason, like the better you become when we were training a lot. So I think that really helped me as well. Okay. So that's a big positive. Yeah. And what, let's say, fitness-wise, you say has improved a lot, yeah. tremendously. Was that just from hardcore running or was it from the amount of balls you hit or both? A bit of both. Obviously, like we were training in really, really hot conditions and um, humid conditions as well. So like once we went to somewhere else, I was like 
it was like it's like training with high altitude and then going to normal like altitude like it's yeah I, I was just like if oh like obviously for me i was like a like a fitness freak then like <laughs> i felt like i was superman or something but we were just doing a lot of like a lot of running but like we do tennis after like normally where before i do at home i do a session and then i do running i'm done like yeah. uh, not more where like there do run do tennis running tennis tennis so I'd keep like, so my legs were like in condition to be like towards the end of the sessions, I'd be no, like more fatigued. Whereas there I was kind of like, I'm getting into it now. Like my legs are fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not cramping. I'm not getting tired. I can keep going for longer rallies. So that, that really helped me as well. Just learning like the trade of the training and stuff. And maybe knowing, believing you can push your body more. Yeah, as well. exactly. I never, especially like over here and like the conditions, like it's quite cold and like, you're never like, you're never cramping really if you play a tournament in Ireland. But like over there, it's like you have to, you have to do everything right. You have to drink, you have to eat while you play. Like you can't just show up to a match with just water. You need, you need salts. Like you need something to keep you going through the matches and stuff. So that's what I learned over there as well. And is there anything you could have done better over the year over there that maybe you might have even stayed on there? Yeah, and I definitely think for the first few months I could have been more professional. I hope that I think I'm professional, but obviously people, people have like moments. I wish I would have stretched more. Like, I wish I would have, so then, like, the next year I was more prepared and, like, more fresh. Like, I wish I could have done that. I wish I would have ate right on a Saturday instead of getting a takeaway, like, you know, like, but then again, like, you got to treat yourself. Like, you can't be just doing seven days in a row and you're just unmiserable for the rest of the week. Like, you got to, got to enjoy yourself as well. But no, I felt like I gave, I gave 100% all the time. I never, never did it, like, obviously within read, I never did anything wrong, but I really, I really went at it and tried to give my best shot because I was in sixth year and I was miserable. Like it was shocking, like going from school to A45 to 3.30 every day. Like it's not, yeah, it's not the best thing in the world. So I knew like what, what I was, what I was. And I was so happy like to be free and to be training like twice a day, going to the weights as well. So I mean, it was really nice, like just getting a bit of freedom, actually playing, getting a sense of professional tennis and like what it takes to be, to be a really good tennis player. It's better than the pro tour. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Again, you're surrounded by everybody a little bit. It's a little bit fake almost like where yeah. the pro tour by yourself. Where like people, Yeah. Like this is the dream. Like this is what you want to be. Like people surround you want to make you better each day. Like get your own physios, nutritionists, people that actually care about you and like want to make you fitter, want to make you stronger, want to make you better tennis player and stuff. So it, no, it was really good from that aspect. And let's say I'm sure you've had like 15, 16 year olds, seven year olds and parents come up to you asking yeah. for advice. Now that you've done a year there, you're capable of giving some good advice because you've been there. What advice yeah. do you tell those guys and maybe your listeners here who, you know, a lot of them you know, maybe want to go to college and they're deciding which college or what should they look out for? I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of like aspects you got to watch out for. Because if you're a good player, like like you got to remember like the coaches want you like you don't have to not sell yourself but like you don't have to obviously you have to do much but the coaches want you and like you're putting your best foot forward but I definitely feel like I rushed things a little like I was in COVID and I obviously couldn't take my visits so I didn't even see any of the coaches seeing any of the teammates in real life and I obviously knew like the place I was going to wasn't it wasn't like a terrible place like they have money they have good resources yeah. They have great, like, great facilities and stuff. So I knew I wasn't going into like a, a dump, basically. But I definitely feel like the most important thing for me was like finding a good connection with the coach. A lot of people out there that just want the results and stuff like that. But you got to get a real good connection with the coaches. Had you spoken to the coach? Had you? Oh, yeah, I'm, you- I'm sorry, but I had a great relationship with the coach and spoke to him like all the time. 
just like I felt like that was the most important thing and that's what stood Tennessee out from other other right. colleges outside of my college like experience I just really got along with the assistant coach a lot he was Scottish so we kind of had some, like he played rugby as well so we kind of had some things in, in yeah. similarities so I think that's like one of the most important thing like because the coaches bring culture and then if the coaches bring good culture they obviously get good recruits in and good good teammates yeah. obviously you'll get along with them and they become your best mates because you hang out with them all the time train with them you do everything with them so I think coaches is really important for someone looking or watching out for college like put everything aside put like put facilities aside put amenities aside put the gear aside because like everything over there is amazing like you're obviously going to get courts like yeah. like coming from Ireland like you might not get a court an indoor court till 7pm where there you can have the court all day whenever you want so got to kind of put those things aside and for me, I think the main factor would be the coach. And a lot of people would tell me, like Dave O'Hare would tell me, like, Connor, it's all about the coach. And I was, when I was 17, looking at college, I'd like, be like, no, look at, the, look at the courts. Like, they're beautiful. Yeah, of course. Look at the gears. Sunshine. Be- like, yeah, look at the gears. Yeah, beautiful. All the Nikes. Like, yeah, but no, it was, really, it was really naive of me not to even think about it. But I had a great relationship with the coaches, so. Okay, so it's important to get over there, meet the team, meet teammates. Meet the teammates, see the people, the get a, get a feel for the college, if you like it or not. Because a lot of people, like, for me, like, I, I love, like, a college town or, like, it's big city because there are vibes going on. Yeah. Maybe some people like smaller cities, like, they're from the countryside or they like smaller things and stuff, so. Can you do training weeks with them over there? Do they do them <coughs> sort of things? I'm not sure. I think there's, like, there's a lot of NCA rules. So yeah. you might... I think you're allowed to practice, but not with the team or something. Like, you're allowed to hit with a guy on the team, okay. but, the, like, you can't be joining in the practice I, I honestly have no idea might have to ask Dave O'Hare on that one I've oh, no yeah. clue interesting join over 10,000 people who have downloaded our free match and practice PDFs over at functionaltennis.com forward slash downloads our match and practice PDFs help you plan and evaluate your matches and practices we have some other free downloads there for you too so make sure you go over to functionaltennis.com forward slash downloads and so when so you're moving to Memphis, Memphis, yeah, University, University of Memphis. Memphis, where our previous guest Dave O'Hare yeah. played doubles with Joe Salisbury. So it's a it's a good college. What yeah. are they ranked now? I think they're around twenty to thirty or something like that. I'm not, what's, not too what's sure. the Tennessee finish up as? Three or four, maybe. Okay, okay. three. So, I think. Okay, and why are you going to Memphis? And um, what are your goals? I just felt like the coaches in Memphis could get more out of my game. There's more opportunities to play like higher in the lineup, mm. and I get to play good players and become a better tennis player. Basically, I, I get on, like, for me to, like, play my best tennis, I need to be creative. So I need to be thinking, and I don't like, I know it sounds very childish for me to say, but I don't like being told what to do. I Like, as you, like, if you were playing, like, one of your mates or something, and you like to hit drop shots against yeah. him because he's not fast or something, like, and someone says, you know, drop shots. It's like, it kind of takes the fun out of yeah. it. So I think here, like, they let me to free up and let me play my game styles. And just really like let me let me be loose, like and let me be free. And th- I thought the coaches in Memphis could do that for me. And I suppose I really like the culture as well. They have just a good bunch of lads, yeah. just like down to earth. Who plays one for them? Plays one. I think it changed a lot. David Stevenson, I think, played one towards the end of the year. What I liked was they don't talk about tennis off tennis. They like to relax. They like to play some golf. So I thought that was really not special, but I think it was quite a big thing for me as well. I mean, I love tennis and I love soccer play tennis, but sometimes tennis is a bit much. Yeah, you like playing a bit of golf. I like playing a bit of golf here and I wouldn't say I'm great at it, but like, I'm, I'm, I like playing golf here and there. I like, I don't like to talk about it all the time. I like yeah. to take my mind off it. So no, I really think Memphis is, is going to be a big place for me. 
And how hard or easy, easy is it to change university? It's like, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's quite stressful because basically <laughs> you tell the university that you want to leave and your scholarship is basically gone. What, what was that like, by the way, telling them you want to leave? It was actually all right. I thought it would be way worse. Were they expecting you to leave? I'm not sure. You'd have to ask the coach. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have honestly no idea. Like, there was obviously some salty face, but I was still training with the team. Like, I was still okay. going. I was, my roommate was a Japanese kid, so I wasn't, like, completely gone from the team and stuff like that. So I was obviously training with the team and going to waves and stuff. But no, it is quite stressful. Like, I didn't, I didn't really like it that much because once you tell them you're leaving, your scholarship's gone. So then, therefore, like, you've no scholar for the next year. And, like, coaches are calling you and texting you all the time. And, like, yeah. there's a lot of promises, but, like, there's not, you don't know if the promises are going to go through. And So you, you give in your notice. You say, hey, yeah, coach, you basically I'm, give I'm leaving the, here. I'm finished here. Yeah, I want to move on. So then you're it. an open agent. Is that the way? Basically, yeah. Like, it's like a soccer player, like a coach like clubs are just texting and calling you and they're trying to like negotiate deals and stuff like that. It is quite stressful. My, definitely my parents felt the stress. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it, was, it was quite easy though once you get to college. Like cause they obviously know what to do because it happens all the time. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people moving and transferring every year. At least one per team I'd say. The most stressful part is finding the college, okay. finding the right college because you don't want to mess this up. Again. Again. Like you want to find the perfect fit and you want to find the college where you feel like yeah. You're a huge part of the team, a huge value to the team. So it's quite stressful. But I mean, once you, once you know the college is fine, all the score, everything just shifts over, basically. I think it's a tough decision as well to leave somewhere like Tennessee, yeah. you know, where you have everything, good teammates, and it's, it's a big decision. It's not yeah. an easy decision you no, made. It, like, it was a huge decision. I, I was contemplating it for weeks, called a lot of people about it and texted a lot of people about it. And like, I'm leaving basically all my mates. You never text me. Yeah, no, that's true, fans. Might have said on the podcast. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Fabs didn't, didn't take me back, that's why. But no, like I, I left all my mates in America and I'm still really good pals with all, all the guys on the team. Like, I'm, like I, te- I text them a lot. Like, But no, it's a tough decision to be made, but it had to be made at the end of the day and you have to be selfish and you have to put yourself forward like you're telling us everything else. That's important. And tell yeah. me, so last year, what was your highest, were you ranked at some stage? In college, yeah, I was ranked 121 or 22 okay. or something like that. And moving forward, do you have a goal ranking for next year? I haven't thought about it yet, but I'd love to be, I'd love to be, first of all, get a rank. And like, I've been a few ranked players in the States in college. So I'd love to be ranked again. And I'd love to be maybe like by the end of the year, top 60 or something, play NCAs. What was your biggest win last year? Biggest win last which one, year. Well, which one meant the most to you? Maybe uh, beating Arkansas because they beat Tennessee the year before. And the guy who clinched to beat Tennessee, I beat him six love six two or something nice, like okay. absolute mince, mince <laughs> absolute mince meat out. Of so I beat him, and I, I was playing national indoors, and I was through, I, I I mean it's not a win, but I was three love up against Louis Maxet, okay, was a top ten freshman coming in. So I mean I wasn't I, I was winning, but no, you felt good. I felt good. Played a joke. I was like yeah. I was playing like fed like playing like feather. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like, <laughs> and what what happened? You lost then. What, or, <clears> yeah, you, we lost. So then. My match and Adam Walson's match and oh, just got done like the other okay. team won, so there's no point playing on. I would yeah. love to play on. I would love just to finish that. Yeah, it would be nice. Just to get the W. But. And tell me, any Adam Walton stories you can give us? Adam Walton? Oh, there's a fair few, but I'd have to check Not, in yeah, him. Yeah, anything safe. Yeah. No, some, I'd have to check uh, in with him first to ask if that's all right. But no, no, he's, 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 due on, he's due on the show. Yeah. Not sure if he's the week before or the week after you. So yeah, no, he played one for you guys. One, one doubles, one singles, yeah. Okay, really good guy. 
interesting guy as well. You'll find you'll find him interesting. He's told me stuff about you. Has he now? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we'll put that aside. (laughs) Anyway, Connor. So yeah, we're going to check in with you. I don't know, in two to four weeks. Maybe the first one's going to be a bit longer. Give you time to settle in there and get to grips with life in Tennessee. Is in the. Oh, not Tennessee, sorry. Where Memphis. is Memphis? Memphis is west of Knoxville okay. and west of Nashville. Okay, yeah, we'll check in with you in a yeah. few weeks. No, and good. best of luck in yeah. the initial Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed that with Connor. If you have any feedback, advice, feel free to send me a message. And anything you want to find out, also send me a message and I can ask Connor in the next update. And as I mentioned, check out our episodes with US college tennis players and coaches. There's some great ones in there. And if you want one to start with, let me know and I can guide you in the right way. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye.